The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello again, and welcome to ACB Home, Garden, and Agriculture. We're glad all of you have joined us this afternoon. Uh, my name is Marge, and uh, Deborah is uh, the co-facilitator here. And we have a special guest speaker uh, today to talk with us about garlic and to answer other garden-related questions that you might have. But as always, Deborah and I have to just have a, a, a brief exchange here. Deborah, how are things in your garden? Well, things have been very productive. I actually decided I was done with the tomatoes and cucumbers. I couldn't give them away anymore and uh, have to confess, I kind of yanked them out and <laughs> decided I was done with them. And I uh, planted some of my fall crops, so I'm looking forward to getting the greens. I really do prefer the greens. Still have the blackberries coming on, have lots of grapes coming on. My kiwi berry vines that I planted this year are looking fantastic, which surprised me. It was kind of an experiment. So things are looking really good in the garden. How about for you, Marge? How are things going there? Well, of course, here on the, the Georgia coast, it's hot. It's always hot. And uh, and and so things things look a bit stressed but uh, that's to be expected and uh, yes it's it's about uh, the end time of the the summer crops we just harvested uh, sweet potatoes today um, a nice mm. a nice bed full of those we're quite happy with that and uh, and I'm I'm going um, ahead with with fall planting that mostly means starting things in the house you can't put seeds in outside this time of year it's too hot so uh seeding has to wait but uh i'm starting things under grow lights and have most of that going and and uh so it's always a a, a time of optimism and and for me also looking forward to the greens of the the fall um it's a less stressful uh, weather-wise time to grow things here fall and winter so um, I actually look forward to those seasons for gardening a bit more for than than I do uh, spring and summer but it's all good it's all good stuff so yeah lots of yeah lots of things for for fall and winter yeah yeah and and so you are definitely a year-round gardener where you live that's oh, for yeah. sure yeah yeah. Well, we have, um, I just wanted to let people know that we do have some really fun things planned coming up. We have a uh, next month, if we don't scare our guest away this month, so everybody be nice, don't scare him away. Um, he's agreed to come back and talk to us about no, no dig gardening next month. So that should be really, really interesting. I know that's been a, a topic on the email list that many people have been interested in. And uh, so that's coming up. And then in November, we have another master gardener who's agreed to talk to us about edible landscaping, which you can do in containers, you can do in the ground. Uh, it just and, and and you're probably thinking November. Why talk about that then? But uh, believe it or not, if you want to be buying for the spring, uh, the way things fly off the nursery shelves and uh, mail order catalogs, uh, it, it you want to get those orders in early and and it's a good time to plan. You know, November, December, those are good times to plan. So think about that. But let's talk about our guests today. Our guest is Mike. He is a master gardener with the University of Idaho Extension, Ada County Extension Agency. Uh, I am a continuing master gardener with the same agency. I believe Mike is an advanced master gardener. 
and he also um he does some really cool work with children inspiring them to uh garden and we'll see if he might talk to us a little bit about that and uh we're our primary focus is garlic but we can definitely he's very knowledgeable about a lot of different things so looking forward to chatting with him so mike thank you so much for joining us and um what what is going on in your garden right now uh field bindweed i have an infestation of field bindweed in my garden and i hear people crying about it all the time and i just go out there and pull out five gallon buckets of it at a time but other that's than that the garden's doing yeah. very well yeah that field bindweed is is quite uh it's i have a lot of it too it's really hard to deal with it is so uh, what I, I I often when we talk with people, I like them to just kind of go back a little bit and, and tell us a bit what what got you into gardening? What what inspired you? Well, I think it was from my 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 parents because he always had a garden um, and we just always had a big garden. And I like I like the fresh vegetables and, it, and it's fun over the years. And uh, then I thought I would take the master gardener some a class and learn something, and I found out how much I don't know, which is that just is, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. The more I learn, the more I learn. I don't really know. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah. And 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 you were mentioning uh, working with the kids. There's a large greenhouse here in in Boise one of the larger ones, and they have what they call the earthworms. They're, they're children from age two to, well, 14, 15 years old. Some of them have been coming there for most of their life. And what they do in the summertime is they grow a vegetable garden and they pick all the vegetables in the winter that they want to grow and they start them in the greenhouse and then we plant them in, in the springtime. And today we were harvesting. We got lots of tomatoes and cucumbers and basil and tomatoes and it was a fun day today oh that and you said that you work with them over the winter too yes we in the winter time we we work in the greenhouse and it's a little bit warmer in there in the, in the winter time do they do they grow any uh, edible food in the greenhouses over the winter or are they primarily starting plants for the spring just starting plants for the spring yeah we we the earthworms they what they'll do is you know whatever season it is they'll start a few little plants like if it's in the flower season they'll plant some flower seeds and they'll germinate and they'll put them in a pot and label them and then they sell them for a dollar a piece so they make a little okay. money that way that's great so they compete with the nursery that's sponsoring them <laughs> yeah right right so that that's that's really a great program. You get them started early, which it sounds like your parents did with you. So um, we are going to focus on garlic, and you very kindly said that you're open to other topics too. But let's talk about garlic for a little bit. First off, can you tell us um, about the basic kinds of garlic we should be thinking about and maybe a bit about the structure of garlic? Yeah, garlic is a vegetable and it's a cool season vegetable. Um, what, what it needs is it needs uh, temperatures about 65 degrees and below to form a bulb. Uh, and the varieties, there are three types of, uh, of garlic. There's a soft neck garlic, Okay, and that's because their necks stay soft. And then there's a stiff neck garlic that the, the center stem is, is just a hard stem. When you're breaking off the cloves, it's got a hard stem. And that is the one that doesn't have the staying power, but it's a little bit, uh, cold. it's very cold hardy and doesn't store well. And it's got a milder flavor and the cloves are easy to peel. And then there's a third one and that some people don't call it in the garlic, but it's called elephant garlic. It is just a big head garlic and it's just a real mild flavor, but it's a large garlic about the size of a plum. 
And that elephant head, is it technically a leak? Is that the one that's technically a leak? Uh, it depends on who you talk to, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. So, and do all garlics have scapes, or is there just, if you're wanting to grow for the scapes, is there a particular kind that's better than that, the others? That would be the stiff neck garlic. And what you do with that is when the scapes curl, okay, before they straighten up, you, you can cut them off because if you don't, they'll put all their energy into making the flower instead of putting the energy into making the bulb. And the scapes are very good. I, I, I like them stir-fried. And could you describe to people who've never seen uh, a garlic plant how to find the scape and maybe how to harvest that? Well, yeah, the, the first thing you'll want to do is uh, look between, how do you know the difference between an onion and a garlic? Well, an onion has a round leaf and a garlic has a flat leaf. So what you'll do is you'll find the flat leaf and just go up the stem, just till you, you'll feel the, the stiff neck start coming up. And then if you follow that all the way up, it'll curl around and you'll feel a little bulb on the end of it. And you cut it at the very base, as low as you can get it to the, the, the stem of the garlic. Okay. And, and you can use that entire stalk in, in stir fries or eat that raw. I, I have never tried scapes. I've been told they're delicious. Yes, yeah, so they're a very, very mild flavor on them. Okay. Now, if you, are, if you let those go to seed like that and you get the little garlics is that are that are in the little pod up there those are going to take you two years of growing before you'll get a clove out of those hmm. okay so if people want to harvest their own um future garlic they can just let the, the scape go to seed then yes yes you can do that the other thing that it requires is it requires a very well-drained soil and a high fertility, a lot of organic material, which is something we don't have here in the West, but I bet Georgia, I bet you have a lot of organic material in your soil. She has well, actually we don't. <laughs> actually we don't. So I think, I think raised beds, you know, our soil is crappy. It's the Midwest is who has good soil. No, I think, I think uh, raised beds are the answer for growing garlic. Um, at least in my opinion. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that, that would be, that's one of the preferred ways of, of raising uh, a garlic is in a raised bed because you can control the fertility of that soil a lot better. And you want as much organic material as you can get in there and keep the weeds out. So garlic is typically something we would be planting now. Can you describe most of us? I mean, there are some folks who are living in parts of the world that maybe not, but um, so it's it's something that we want to plant now and have um, growing over the winter and then harvest next year. So can you talk a little bit about the cycle of planting and, and harvesting garlic? Sure. Now, in, in, in our climate, I'm going to speak for Idaho here. And uh, yours will be, could be, vary a little bit differently from it. But it, when we're planting garlic, we plant garlic in the, in the fall here. Because the garlic, to make a clove, it has to get below 65 degrees. And it's very uh, frost, you know, it, it tolerates frost well. So when you're planting garlic, now there's two schools of thought on it. One of them is you take the garlic cloves, you peel it, you take them off, leaving the, the uh, paper still on it, planting the clove with the pointy end up and about two to three inches deep. And what was I going to say about that? And then I don't, I don't use any. Yeah. Oh, the other one. Yeah. The other one was you break the car gloves out a day ahead of time and let them dry off a little bit. And I've done it both ways and I don't think it makes a difference. But you'll hear both ways, and I really don't think it makes a difference. But the planting of the garlic in the fall and getting it two to three inches deep 
and making sure you have really good soil there. Okay, so let's say that we have our uh, our garlic and we've planted it. We've chosen which of the three kinds we want uh, and we've planted a clove. So the, the bulb is the entire unit and the clove is each one of those little pieces you break off, correct? That That is correct. The, and okay. if you plant the garlic in the springtime, you'll just get one little clove on it, one little bulb like a like a scallion. Okay. All right. So over the winter then that that clove is growing under the soil and forming um, more cloves and, and a bulb. Is is that correct? Now, what it's actually doing is it will start to, to sprout up and you'll see the green stem come up uh, out of the snow sometimes I see it. And uh, then in the springtime, when it starts to really get growing, then it'll form the bulb on the bottom. Okay, so the bulb is not forming until the spring, but the green comes up over the winter. And yeah, when do you harvest the garlic? Actually, I harvest it when the garlic starts to, the stem starts to die. I, I like to, that way you know that it, the clove is, is, is much, mature as it can get. Okay. Yeah, you, and, you'll and see the stems actually die at the, at the base. And I, I freely admit I have not, I've grown onions but and scallions, but I haven't grown garlic. And uh, I, I might be doing that this year. I might. So Marge, before we hand it over for some people to call in, do you have anything you want to add or ask? Well, Yes, you're talking about the different types of garlic, and um, I've certainly seen over the years that there are seed companies that sell seed garlic, that will sell you the bulbs of garlic, and it's always seemed kind of expensive to me because the years that I have grown garlic, um, I've just... Um, bought bulbs at the grocery store, which are the, the hard neck um, variety. I've never even seen the, um, the soft neck varieties, um, but store-bought garlic will, um, will sprout um, just as much as, as any other. So what do you recommend in terms of garlic to, to start with? All right, folks, please bear with us. We are having some momentary technical difficulties over here on the clubhouse side. We will get the programming restored momentarily. Okay. Okay. Uh, should we just wait a minute or start? Yeah, on that let's one? just wait. Yeah, to today. yeah. Today is the day okay. of technical issues. <laughs> oh, okay. Yesterday, was our first Master Gardener class of the year. And I was in to record it on, on Zoom. And I had as much trouble as you did. So I, yeah. I feel, you made me feel good. Yeah, there, there are times yeah. with Zoom that everybody who's involved with it has trouble, you know, and, and uh, we've got several things going on, Clubhouse and, and streaming. So there's, um, Various a lot to go problems. wrong, yeah. That yeah. So that's and some really great volunteers who do. Oh this. my gosh, they are yeah. fabulous. I mean, Deborah yeah. and I want to be here and chat, but they don't necessarily <laughs> want to be here as much as we do. You do have one raised hand. Okay. Well, okay. Can we go ahead, or should we wait for? Can we go ahead? If, unless you're. Uh, Connected again. Um, unless you're um, uh, speaker doesn't want to take the question. There's oh, no, no we'll reason we can't. Oh, no, no, no problem. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah, that's what we're all about. Yep. Roberta. So welcome to Saturday Gardening and Confusion. Roberta, go that's ahead okay. and ask your question. <laughs> I actually don't have a question, but I really appreciate knowing that the garlic likes to have the organic materials because I, I have grown garlic for about four years now and it's it has to be one of the easiest things to grow. I, I mean, it's just amazing. And um, so Deborah, with the scapes, the easiest thing I know to do with the scapes is I cut the scapes, I put them in a food processor, 
and I add a little Parmesan cheese and a little olive oil, and I just have, I make my own little scape pesto, and I eat it on crackers and Ooh. make sure that anyone who's going to be around me for the next two days eats it too. Yeah. <laughs> that does make your breath very good. Oh, that sounds and, sounds and great. Roberta, knowing how well you grow asparagus, I can Honest only thing imagine to grow, what your garlic so bread looks, it. looks like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm just well, going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, are you growing the, you. the soft neck or the hard neck garlic? Hard neck. Hard neck. Def now, now yeah. here in Idaho, it is it is against the law to buy garlic in the store, in the grocery store, and plant it. We cannot do that in the state of Idaho uh, because there is a fungus that can get can be found with some garlic, and this is a very garlic and onion processing place. We grow a lot of onions yeah. out here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And they is there a, potatoes? Is yeah. Is there? What do you do if you're if you get uh, fungus in where you've been growing garlic? Do you just have to grow it somewhere else, it's, or it's, is there? It's gone. It's know. gone forever. Because um, your your garlic won't grow again. Okay. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's it's, a, it's noticed, a bad little fungus. I have noticed when I look at uh, garlic for sale in different mail order catalogs, there are states they are not allowed to ship to, and I think Idaho's often on those lists. But that is that is a really good point, Mike. Thank you. So, um, you do need to know what's going on with in your particular state and um, perhaps buying from your local nursery would be the safest way to go. All right, do yes, we sir. have any, any other hands raised? Yes, you have Jody. Hi, Jody. Yes. Yes, hello. Uh, I I just I just paid attention to what you just said about the fungus. My neighbor is an organic uh, gardener, and she had an a huge patch of garlic that she had to burn, and she can't grow there anymore, probably because she has that fungus. Can she grow on another part of her property, or what what can she do? I mean, she loves growing. And by the way, when she grew burned all the garlic, the whole neighborhood knew it. <laughs> Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, the the raised beds is a good idea. Okay, so she could use it. She could still grow it in a raised bed, but but there's no way she could grow it in the same area at all in in her property. No, it 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 will be there for for lifetimes. Oh, that's a and shame. And let's hope it doesn't. Yes, it is. That's that's how serious this one this one is, and that's why they have to have certified garlic. In this, this for sale in the state of Idaho. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, I live in New Hampshire, so, by the way. So would the this neighbor would she need to be extra careful about biosecurity too, so she doesn't get the spores, you know, moving over to her new garlic bed? How do you know how transferable the spores would be, Mike? No, no, I don't. I don't on on the first hand. No, I don't. But I. I can try to look that up. Okay, I would sure be careful about um, not using uh, the same garden tools. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. All right, well, thank you. Okay, thank you for the call. Any other hands? Not at this time. Okay. So, Mike, what about growing garlic in a container? Have you ever done that? Oh yes, a lot of times I'll I'll put one in in a gallon or two gallon pot and and then uh, with some flowers in it, and uh, yeah, they, it can be that spot. That's very fine. But one thing I didn't talk about was uh, problems with garlic. Okay, there, there's a few problems with garlic that uh, insects can uh, be a problem. There's a there's a maggot, and one year I had an army worm. And what the army worm was doing is they were, they came out at night because I couldn't see them during the day. 
Uh, they would come out at night and go up the stalk and just devour the whole stalk. And like in three days, they would have one garlic plant gone. Oh and my so gosh. it was an interesting one. Yeah, it was an interesting problem. Yeah, and then there's another one. Of, well, garlic is usually people say, hey, I plant garlic to keep the pests away. But it, it has its problems, too. It has its problems, too. Yes, yes. And so what is the other one that you were? The other one is, is a magnet. It's a little fly. And it lumps its um, uh, egg on in the ground. And then it burrows into the garlic. And then it causes the garlic to rot. And then it pupates out into a little, looks like a house fly. So there's no mistaking if your garlic has been infested. No, no, there's no mistaking. The, the onion maggot will, uh, your garlic will just be all rotten. You, and you, you'll, you'll know that right away. And the maggots live in there, in, in there. The fly drops its larva on it. But, you know, th those are the only two really problems they have. Wireworms, cutworms, they're rare. But the onion maggot and the onion thrift is, is, is fairly common. Do you companion plant with garlic to prevent uh, other, you know, pest problems? I, I know a lot of people swear by it. I'm not sure what the science um, is on it. Well, now we were doing that over at the children's garden over there. We did that last year because we had a real bad problem with squash bugs. And we were trying different plants around there to see if it would... Uh, make any difference and it, it didn't seem to make any difference with the squash bugs but i heard that garlic around tomatoes and and other plants keep other insects away and and it's interesting you bring up the squash bug because that's been a very common topic when we get calls they are a problem all over the country judging from the people who have called in to talk to us about them. Um, oh, yes, yeah. squash bugs They are. Now, you know how to keep your squash rated. bugs away, don't you? You know how to how keep squash bugs that? away? Wait till your neighbor plants theirs and it goes on their plant, then you plant yours. Okay. Well, I've had some squash bug on my zucchini for quite a while and it hasn't slowed it down. I'm at the point now where I'm ready for the squash bugs to kill it, but they aren't obliging me. So well, I, that's, that's I, usually the way, isn't it? <laughs> so they've learned to live with each other. And so Marge, do you have any favorite things you like to do with garlic? Well, I haven't um, actually tried growing it in a while, but I think I will try with um, containers. Um, and and see how that does because it um i'm concerned about space because the um time frame is is a bit different here i wouldn't be planting it until late november and um it would be done in about may but by that time um i need the space for other things so yeah. it's always this you know um planning ahead and figuring out what, what works, um, what works best. Ladies, but, uh, yes. we have a clubhouse person. Oh, great. All right. Go ahead, Tyann. Um, actually, they have their hand raised and I sent them the request, but they haven't come up yet. All right. So just okay. interrupt us when they do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I, if, Anyone listening, if you have uh, anything you like to do with garlic, or if you have any general gardening questions, you are very welcome to, to, to ask away. We have a, an expert here, and it would be great to challenge him a little bit, see if we can stump him today. One thing, it's not an expert. Not an expert. <laughs> well... Well, I consider you more an expert because you are willing to admit you don't know everything. So that, that, that's yeah. the true mark of an expert to me. Yeah, for so, sure. 
I was thinking of one other thing that I could mention about the garlic. Um, it, 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 the pH range, the soil pH, it prefers a little, a little more slightly acid, but it'll high, take a wide range of pHs to grow in. So, but when you're using a raised bed garden, don't just fill it with store-bought planting mix. Make sure you get real dirt in there because you need microbes digesting the organic material is what feeds the plant. And when you're just using that, that planting mix, there's no really microbes growing in there. You, and that, that's one thing you want to do. And that's one of the things you'll be learning when you do the no-till. That's one of the reasons for that is we don't disturb the microbes. So put a little bit of the real fig in there. Yes, if you have to buy some topsoil, buy the topsoil and, and hope that it's good good soil. Yeah, because some of those topsoils have been sterilized before you get them, too. Yes, right, right. And that's why I usually like to use some of my garden soil in, in, in my container, even in little containers that I, that I mix up. I usually put, you know, half garden soil in it. What about adding too. compost for um, your organic matter? That, that, that's very good, but don't add to, some people just plant in compost. You know, right. you need more than that because the compost is already digested organic material. Right. But it's, the secret is well-drained um, soil and, and one of the things on watering it is you don't water it and then not water it for five days and then water it heavy and you keep it on the moist side. You never have it wetter than maybe what you would feel like a, a dry sponge would feel like. So do you water your garlic bed over the winter? No, 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 I don't. I do not. We get enough snow and rain that it, it no. And besides, the water's turned off here in the wintertime because of, of the cold. Yeah. Well, and we, we are in high mountain desert, so we don't get a whole lot of rain, but it's enough to, to keep that garlic going. Yeah, because it's, it's pretty much just sitting in the cold ground getting ready to grow, okay? Mm-hmm. When it's cold, it's not doing a lot of growing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, it holds a lot of nutrition in those little corns, too, those little... Um, cloves, yes. Yeah, cloves. Trying yeah. to change the name of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Mike, what are some... Uh, let's maybe shift a little bit and talk a bit about onions. Um, a very closely related relative. Uh, could you yes, tell us a bit about growing growing onions for those who might be interested? Okay. Onions. What would be the difference of growing onions? Now, do you know of an onion called an Egyptian onion? Does that ring a bell with anybody? It's a very I mild little onion. Yes. It's also known as a walking onion. Yes, yes, the walking onion. Yes, I, I planted that once, and it took me years to get rid of them. Huh. Yeah, okay. I, there are some onion varieties you need to be really careful with. Uh, I, I grew the crazy onion accidentally, and I'm still battling trying to get rid of it. Yes, it, it can be a problem. Okay, the onion yeah. is, is, is a biannual, okay? But it's grown as an annual, okay? So in other words, it, it flowers in its second year. So it, it takes well-drained soil too. It's, um, and again, it's not native to North America. It's like the garlic is not native to North America. And it, it tolerates uh, frost. And growing in full sun and takes the same type of soil as garlic does, you know, nice, well-drained soil. And if you're planting, there's two ways of planting. You can plant by seed or you can plant by a, a, a bulb. And I usually like to plant the little bulbs because the seeds just 
take a lot more care to get them up and get them going. So I usually just use the onion set. And I like the red ones over, over any of them. And when do you plant your, your onions? Oh, let's see, we can plant them anywhere. Okay, you can go in anytime from midsummer till, till um, so you can't work the soil anymore. I, I put mine in in the spring and uh, they store well, okay. Um, what else can you right. say about them? Yeah, and again, you wanna make raised beds are a great place for these also. Do you have any other fall crops that you enjoy planting that you would recommend people think about getting in now or in the next couple well, of months? Well, as you were as you were mentioning earlier, um, the greens. I think the greens that are grown in the fall best flavor. They always are just so good. And then with the ones who just in spring, I sometimes will plant my lettuce. If I can work the ground and then it runs up enough, it'll sprout. And those are um, right now we're planting peas uh, at the with the children's garden. We planted peas today because uh, they'll come up and they will withstand the frost. Uh, what else could you plant? Spinach, any of the greens. And when do you, when do you plant uh, carrots with the kids in the springtime or in the fall or both? No, we, we usually plant them in the springtime. In the springtime. They're slow to come up. They, they take a while to germinate. Mm -hmm. What other vegetables does anybody have a question of? Yeah, anyone help us out here? <laughs> Raise a hand and join the conversation. Let us know what you're interested in or or um, you know, if you have a good suggestion for how to use garlic or other vegetables, let us know. And now's a good time to plant bok choy too. I like to do that in the fall. Do you plant by seed or do you get started plants for that? No, no I, I just plant by seed. Bok choy is very quick to come up and, and to grow. So it makes sense that y'all can do that in Idaho as well. I have a packet of seeds that is 11 years old and uh, most of it is still germinating. Wow, that's very good. Well, it's been in the freezer, the seeds, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, they um, they 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 used to to I'd turn around and they'd have come up. Now they're a little more slow in germinating, but uh, I'm starting them in the house and looking forward to having about twelve or fifteen of them um, when once it's tolerable for them outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's hot here, they, they just bolt. Yeah. No, they don't like it. When yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. They, and they'll, they'll I, talk. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, this, they'll tolerate a frost, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew uh, some greens last year under a row cover, and that worked really well. This year, they're going to be in yeah, a greenhouse. A, yeah, row cover with uh, the greens is, is a good idea too, yes. Yeah, it worked, it worked really well. And uh, using shade cloth helped me keep the greens going all, all summer. But I, I did eventually get quite a bit of pressure from the caterpillars uh, this summer. So the nice thing about growing in the fall around here is is you that insect pressure goes away. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, and and, Roberta uh, has a question or comment. Go ahead. Okay, Roberta. Hi. Um. Um. Could you talk about what triggers bolting? Is it time of? Is it hour? 
you know, day hours of sunlight? Is it temperature? Is it how much? How many days the plant has been growing? What what triggers bolting? Mike. Okay, triggers bolting. <laughs> yes, it's just going to be um, the, uh, the the high temperatures causes the plant to just start growing. Uh, the okay. other thing you, you sometimes can be causing is too much nitrogen. Oh. If you end up fertilizing it too much. Okay. Okay. So you if I plant, thing. yeah. So if I plant some fall crops like lettuce or other things, I'm in zones five to six B. If I plant okay. some of the the greens. If I protect them from like the hot sun during like Indian summer with a shade cloth or some other way of protecting, they probably would do okay for the fall. Is that, am I guessing right? Yeah, that'd be a good guess. I, I would have mentioned, I like to plant mine behind my tomato. So on the north mm -hmm. side of my tomato. So it okay. shades it from the sun. Hmm. But you don't okay. want to do that with a pepper plant, okay? But you, that's a good idea to shade them. And that's what I use is my other vegetables, my taller ones, to shade the stuff in the summertime. But they still bolt. Okay. Same thing with cilantro. As soon as it just gets a little warm, cilantro just goes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, thanks. Agree. And we have somebody who is just listed as iPhone. You may unmute, tell us your name, and ask your question. Ask about asparagus? Hello? I think we can barely hear you there. Sorry, my microphone was way up. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yes. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's Lynn. Like, I, I think I didn't know if anybody got my oh, name. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Yeah. I was late, so I was listening over on ACB radio because I didn't want to, um, you know, barge in. But then when nobody was raising her hands, I will come in anyway. Yeah, um, thank you. You're rescuing us. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask a question about asparagus. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoyed your uh, your talk, by the way. I'm going to try to grow that. Um, I wanted to know if you could. So someone gave us um, an asparagus, uh, seven asparagus, six asparagus bulbs early in the summer. And unfortunately, we were afraid they were not going to last till fall. So we planted them in June, which I know you're not supposed to do. But they came up. <laughs> and I'm what I want to know is, um, what do I do now? We we mulched around them, and but um we I live in Kentucky and so it gets cold in the winter. So what do I, how do I protect them? I'm just uh, I'm just trying to figure that one out here. Just give me a second to double check on that one. Um, mulching was a good choice. That was a really good yeah. idea. Yes, well it said to said to mulch. So yeah. And I can tell oh, you, and, and you don't want to harvest it for, for, give it a good three years before you harvest it. Right. There Some isn't any. Do the second year, but yeah, right. there won't okay. be any, but no, this but, spring but you'll but probably get a few little spindly looking asparagus oh, but... and make yourself, you know, slap your hand and say, no, 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 don't. So don't three years, it. you say? <laughs> it's, some people say two, but if you, you can give it a good three years. I, in the long run, I think you're better off. So it's, it's some really of it hard is leaning to. over. Yeah. Well, so it's it, going to it die off has, in the winter. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. And it probably has like great big ferny looking things. Is that yeah. what it looks like now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and that's good because all of those little, you know, that top part that looks all ferny is, is building up the lower part, the crown. And okay. Um, making that nice and strong so just let it be and if you want to stake it up a little bit you can but it's getting to be you know towards the end of the season and it will all die back clear to the ground over okay. the winter 
Oh, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, not only that, but uh, Cornell University, who I, I use a lot for this, it says uh, plant crowns four to six weeks before the average last frost. Okay, oh. and then do it 18 to 24 inches uh, deep. Yeah, we dug but a trench. Okay, okay, good. You did something right because it grew. Even though yeah. you know you didn't follow traditional wisdom, you what you did was correct because it's growing. You mulched it. You have that top growth. That's really cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now with some and of them, worry, the animals are eating off. The, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's not a good sign. Some of them are eating. Not all of them, but a, a couple of them. Some of the something has been eating off the tops of a couple of them, and I don't know what to do about that. So, um, but some of them are growing fine. So I don't know. It's eating a crap, the top you know, sounds like deer. Yeah. We yeah. don't have yeah. deer here. I don't think we're in this town. We might be rabbits. I was just thinking rabbits too, but you know, this time of the year, it's all going to die back pretty soon anyway, yeah. but you might want to think about um, fencing it off if you have a lot of rabbit pressure, because when the little spears come up this spring, they're going to look like the asparagus you get in the grocery store at first. Okay. And if you have rabbits, they're going to be like, I don't know, they may or may not eat it. My pet rabbits don't like asparagus. I've tried feeding them asparagus and they're like, nah, but I don't know if wild rabbits will go after that or not. Um, but that's the part when you see those little spears come up that look like what you get in the grocery store, make yourself not pick them okay. <laughs> this spring. And those okay. will turn into the big ferny looking things. Okay. And okay. Roberta, who was just on a little bit ago, she has huge asparagus she's like our asparagus expert oh, and um, <laughs> she has beautiful asparagus but those those tops can get really tall but you you it sounds like you've done a good job with it well we tried make we, sure it's, it's, go ahead Mike. wet make sure you don't keep it wet uh, asparagus doesn't tolerate waterlogged soil okay good to know I was we worried a, I was keeping it too dry. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. We have six minutes left and one more raised hand. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Lynn. Michelle, go ahead. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, Hi I was going to add for the person growing the asparagus. We, we learned this year when we planted our asparagus that um, when it starts sending up the little shoots, if you're going to get frost that night, you'll want to protect the little shoots from the frost um, because they will die back and um, and then you'll just make it use extra energy to, it'll eventually grow more shoots, but it's kind of like it it stops that spear from growing further, so. Um, Thanks, Michelle. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Michelle. That's a really good tip. Thank you. You're welcome. It won't kill it, but it will waste a lot of energy trying to regrow it. Thank you. All right. Wow, we've covered a lot of vegetables today. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. This was this was very much fun. Thank you, and thank you for the, everybody getting through all the technical stuff that happens. So we're we're all good. So, Mike, are you uh, up to talking with us next month about no dig gardening? Oh, yes, that will be fun. That will be fun. I will look into, into that and see what I can find about it. All right. Well, thank you very much for talking with us today. And it was very informative. Thank you. And uh, You're very welcome. March, thank you. March, do you have anything? Um, I'll hand it over to you. Do you have any, anything you want to conclude with in our last few minutes? Well, it sounds like we are on track for, for next month. And I think um, this will be a really 
good topic because um, traditionally uh, people have certainly um, been used to tilling up uh, their garden soil. It's been a, a long-standing practice, and uh, and yet others are are saying that there's lots of good reasons not to do that and to uh, to grow our uh, vegetables and flowers in a, in a different way, um, one that perhaps requires even less work than tilling up all the soil. So I think that will be um, really interesting to uh, hear about and to discuss and uh, good, uh, good topic for October. That would be um, actually October 14th, which sounds like the third Saturday, but it's not, it's the second Saturday. And, uh, and then in November with, um, with edible landscapes, um, again, another um, good topic for us to launch into and uh, learn more about way of thinking differently about landscapes. So that would be November 11th. So um, both good um, topics coming up. Yeah, and I I really appreciate everybody who called today. We we do this as a community, and I I learn often as much from the people who call as from the people who kindly come on as a guest. So um, I I did want to just also jump in and remind people that Nella has a wonderful book club. I missed the meeting yesterday and I'm bummed about it. Um, she also kindly has Homesteading by Touch. The link for how to join that list is on in the description. And uh, I, I really want to thank the volunteers who have taken care of all of the technical stuff. Thank yeah, you. Especially but, on a Saturday. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, um, Bearing through all of it, thank you, uh, our clubhouse person and streamer and um, our uh, host, our Zoom host. I didn't get everybody's names, but I sure thank you for, for your dedication. All right. Anything else, Marge, or are we ready I think to that's it. Off? I think we can end for today. Okay. See everybody. Oh, I, I have on. a Oh, go ahead, Mike. Where, where, where do I find this? Uh, I'm on the um, podcast uh, page, and uh, wh where do I find this in there? Oh, okay, I will. How about if I will give you a call when we get off? How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye.